Stafford back to throw. Guns it down the field. Intercepted. Demetrius Petway this time. Down the near sideline. And he's gone. All the way to the end zone. Touchdown. Touchdown, Demetrius Petway. Inside the nest, 2019 is underway. Brian Giffen with Nathan McCreary. We come your way from the perch. It is the second day of camp, fall camp already. First of all, man, it's good to see you. I hope you've had a great summer so far. But I think it's safe to say that we really do begin what would become phase two now of Kennesaw State football. The OGs are gone. You look for new leaders. You try to figure out, you know, who's going to lead this squad, which, by the way, is overwhelmingly favored to win the Big South for the third straight year. Yeah, and it's interesting because they are overwhelmingly favored, according to the coaches there. They had the uh, the media day in Charlotte. But Kennesaw State is not ranked in the top 25. They're not picked in some of the major uh, magazines to win the Big South. A yeah. lot of people are looking at Monmouth. So there's a lot of transition. There are still questions to be answered. Um, I don't think as – as many as were last year. However, I do think the big one is the offensive line, how young it is, yeah. and it's going to be uh, uh, interesting to watch them develop because the schedule is tougher than it's ever been this year. And the one, of course, other position group you'd keep a sharp eye on are the receivers because gone is Justin Sumter, gone is Xavier Harper, gone is Walker, who, of course, played a key role. So you look for the K.J. Hancocks of the world and some of these other receivers that did get some playing time. Caleb O'Neill, who mm-hmm. at one time was a backup quarterback, gets some more playing time, didn't play in the spring game because of an injury. But that position group is certainly a question mark. It is. And, and just looking at some stats, there are two wide receivers who caught passes last year that are on this roster. Jalen Jackson had one, and he actually redshirted, had one versus Gardner-Webb, I believe. Mm-hmm. And then K.J. Hancock had one, and it was a 40-yard catch and run against Alabama State. Caleb O'Neill did not have a catch, although he did play in 10 games last year. So uh, very young, but because the style, the offense that you've got, the wide receivers are important, but they're not going to be that key piece like the offensive line, the questions that, that are going to be there. And I thought it was interesting, two tight ends listed on this year's roster, and Drew Sheehan and Adrian Jackson. We haven't seen a tight end listed, I think, yeah. since Austin Bird was was listed on that side of the line. So we'll see how it goes. Speaking of wide receivers, of course, the other thing that intrigues you a little bit is now Daniel David takes over as the starting quarterback, and one of his strengths is the ability to throw the ball. This is a guy that can spin the ball and throw it down the field, any number of things. And we've seen teams at times load up and try to string the line of scrimmage along to contain this option. And what that does, of course, is it leaves a receiver, sometimes two, running wide open down the middle of the field. Now you've got a guy who can spin the ball mm-hmm. and throw it down the field, and it sets up interesting possibilities to see you know, how the Owls adjust when teams try to defend them that way. The name Chandler Burks will be in the history books for Kennesaw no State doubt. for a long time. There's going to be something named after him probably on this campus. Of, yeah. uh, but um, you know what? I think the quarterback regiment they have is pretty strong. With Daniel David, you mentioned. Tommy Bryant, who played in seven games last year. Jonathan Murphy's the transfer that comes in from um, Long Beach Community College. Had a couple of, of uh, you know uh, field appearances last year for them. Tommy Bryant went four for four uh, on the season last year with over 200 yards passing. So I think that is a strong point if they can stay healthy. And I do believe you're going to see some kind of tandem type quarterback look during this early in the season. Well, you mentioned the schedule, and of course it does set up in some respects a little bit differently than it has in past years. 
You take on a Kent State team after you open against Point. FBS opponent, yes, but a 2-10 and record last year. And I think this is where you open at home against an NAIA school in Point. You give your offensive line, whatever construction of that there is, a chance to play a game and try to gel a little bit. And I think where Kent is on the schedule makes it a bigger challenge for the Owls because of, you know, you're at some physical disadvantages when you play an FBS team anyway. Right. And I think, you know, from the Kent State perspective, and you never know, I mean, there's a long way, a whole camp to go before we get that far. But I think that presents a huge challenge for what's going to be a very young and relatively inexperienced offensive line because of the physical mismatches in some respects. And I think the concern for me is the endurance level of them coming out of camp, the the entire team coming out of camp, playing point, and then going to Kent State, traveling to Alabama State, and then traveling to Missouri State three weeks in a row back-to-back. That is is a very tough schedule uh, because you don't know what's going to happen up in Kent, and you and I both feel like it's – I think it still favors Kennesaw State because of uh, Kent State's kind of in a re- rebuilding year. Yeah, two I, and ten is not anything to write home. About. No, but I think Alabama State is going to be a much improved team, and I think Missouri State is going to be a, a pretty strong team. So we'll see. Then you do come home to pl- face Reinhardt in uh, a division. Are there NAIA as well? I believe. Yeah. Um, so you have the sandwiches between the NAIA schools. Very very tough schedule and some travel that that travel to Kent, Ohio, and Springfield, Missouri. Likely you know. Plane trips and those yeah. things are always, you know, confusing and, and fatigue sets in on the body. 2019 promises to be an interesting and certainly transitional year for the Owls. We've got a whole lot more coming up for you on today's edition, the first of the season of Inside the Nest. Joining us now is Owls head coach Brian Bohan. And as we sit here at the perch, second day of camp 2019, and coach more so than in any year in the past, you got holes to fill, you got question marks, but there's also an excitement in the air because there's a lot of opportunity here. Yesterday, our first practice was what happens a lot of times on your first day. It was kind of all over the place. I mean, you got 10 of 11 starters gone on offense. You got four or five coaches that are are new on defense. Listen, we got a whole new equipment staff. We do not have one guy on the equipment staff. And people don't realize you hear about the coaches and the players, but it takes everybody to go put this thing together from the training room, the equipment room, everybody involved. So there was just so much that was new yesterday. It's hard to even evaluate other than I think we came out today and made some improvement from where we started yesterday. And, And ideally, all we're trying to do is make is gain a little bit every day. And if we can do that and keep everybody healthy, I think we'll have a chance to make some progress getting ready for the season. You mentioned the new pieces and that defensive staff is is huge. What have you done to kind of bring them, assimilate into what Kennesaw State has been doing the last couple of years? Well, I think the great thing about these guys is they've embraced that. You know, I don't think it's anything I've had to go force on them. They recognize the things that have gone on here, and I think they understood the reason they were interested in, in the job, I think, is because I think there were some culture pieces to them that was intriguing. So they've really embraced it. It's not anything I've had to go, hey, we need to do this or that. Like any time in a leadership role, there's certain things you want a certain way, and you communicate that. But those guys have done a great job. They've embraced the way we do things. But they got their own way of, of kind of navigating as well. And, the, and there's a lot of ways to go about lining up making some things happen. We just know our eat and the way we do things in that manner is never going to change you know the two question marks of course probably the largest the receiving group for one and obviously the offensive line now the four game redshirt rule and your opportunity last year to use 
some of your younger guys and stay within the red shirt limits. How do you think that benefits you, given the fact that you have to have an entire new starting front and essentially an entirely new starting set of receivers and depth at receivers? Yeah, I think it definitely helped. I mean, some of those guys that we're trying to get in that role right now at least got a chance to get out and play college football for a little bit last year. Uh, regardless of the circumstance, they're in a college football game and and normally you don't have that opportunity. And so I, I think that hopefully will help them uh, when that time comes uh, this fall when the lights are on and, and, and they got to go execute in a moment. So I hope it will. I mean, obviously on offensive line and receiver, those are the two, you know, on offense. I mean, we got to get better everywhere. But those are the two where there's just – there's a lot of youth. There's a lot of unproven kids. I think there's some talent there, but they haven't gone out and done it yet. And I think that's the biggest difference. And then, you know, with youth, you're always trying to handle moments. Yeah. And that's when things go a little bit sideways. How do you handle it? Adversity. And I think those are the challenges for us right now. And you had a recruiting class that came in. And, and because of that red shirt rule, I imagine we're going to see some freshmen get some playing time. Yeah, you'll see some play more than four games. And then I think you'll see a lot of them. That rule is kind of a, a week-to-week thing for me. We kind of have to, you know, we, we work it week-to-week on what we can do and who we feel like is in a position. Some guys don't play early because we think we may have to have them late. So we have to navigate based on our depth and, and what we think we can do. But I think you'll see – listen, we went to dinner when the night we reported, and we ate by class. And this was the reality of where we are. The juniors and seniors left the room, and it was still full. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we just got a lot of young kids, you know, and I, and I think that's exciting. And, and I take it as a little bit of a challenge to go get a young group ready to go. I think our staff's the same way. I hope our kids take on that challenge as well. That's my hope because I think that's how we kind of started here was a little bit of a, a challenge-driven, chip-on-your-shoulder team. And, and I hope this crowd will take that same mantra. Some of the guys that missed significant time last year, Troy Henderson had be one of them of course sam outlaw is another one it was good to see 28 out here participating in camp wondered what was going on with bronson with the red vest but between kyle glover and of course sam outlaw you've got pretty good pieces at that two back and that's such a critical role in what you guys do it, it is and it's good sam's back out he's we're gradually upping his reps so that he doesn't we're trying to make sure we don't have any setbacks but he is practicing troy henderson's he, he's cleared to go he's yeah. practicing uh that's good bronson's gonna be out for a few weeks but he'll be back you know so and that's unfortunate we, we got some guys banged up right now that we need to get back out there i mean shaq's banged up yeah. charlie patrick's banged up some guys that that have played quality snaps for us we we need to get back out there, and they will get back out. But uh, but it's good to see those guys back practicing. Sometimes we put so much focus on the, the new, the offensive line and wide receivers, but your defense has had a lot of snaps together. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with. I think there's, there's definitely more experience there. I do think there's still some youth at certain spots, and maybe the depth is not maybe inside on the defensive line, not near what we'd like it to be. And there's some guys that are going to take on roles that they've never had to take on before. I mean, you look at the inside linebacker position right now, there's not a starter that's starting out there on the field right now that started for us before. So, I mean, yes, there's some talent, and there's kids that have played, mm-hmm. but I think not like on offense, right. but there is some youthful spots that we're going to have to get some depth, and some guys are going to have to take on some bigger leadership roles. I think the biggest thing, I mean, because, hey, we haven't had a kicker make a field goal in the game. We haven't had a kicker make an extra point in the game. You can go through every phase right now, 
and it's all really I'm giving you the same answer. Okay. I think there's talent there. I like the attitude of our team, but we don't have much experience. We don't have, you know what I mean? And so we're trying to gain it in reps out here practice and try to get that done. But I think the biggest thing is we need is we need leadership. We need kids to step up, encourage their teammates to continue to fight the good fight in camp so that they can get better. week and a half or so ago, you were at the Big South event in Charlotte, and the Big South has a little different look this year, and the schedule in general this year has a little different look. You know, honestly, the Big South's a little bit like we are right now. There's just a lot of unknowns, and yeah. you got new teams coming in, you know, with Hampton and, and, and North Alabama you don't know a ton about because you've never played them, and then and, and a lot of the teams a lot of the kids have graduated, and there's new faces coming as well. Now, the Mammoths and some of those teams that we've played lately, you know, the Kenji Bahars and the running – I mean, there's guys coming back that we know about, but there is – It's uh, it was a little different feel at the media day than it maybe it's been before. But I don't know. I'm excited. I'm excited about the opportunity and the challenge for the whole season. Coach, very early in camp, long way to go, and obviously August 31st isn't that far away. You guys have a lot of work to do, but we appreciate you taking the time to come over and hang out with us for a few minutes here, second day of camp. Absolutely. Anytime. Excited about the opportunity. Love being out here and, and appreciate you guys covering us. All right. Coach Bohannon joining us inside the nest. Quick time out here. We're back with more right after this. You're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. Hey, Owls fans, season tickets are now on sale for the coming 2019 season. Your defending back-to-back Big South champions return to the field this fall with a young, talented core and an aim to continue climbing toward the top of FCS football. Kennesaw State has added a bunch of benefits for season ticket holders, and discounts are available for alumni, band parents, faculty, staff, and varsity club members. Season tickets are available for as low as $124 per seat, plus a donation fee. Get yours today by calling 470-KSU-OWLS. That's 470-578-6957 or visit ksuowls.com. Kennesaw State, for the second consecutive year, are the kings of the Big South. They start the option far side pitch. Reed going to the edge, gets around the corner, 20, down the sidelines and gone. Touchdown, T.J. Reed. And we're back inside the nest, second day of camp, 2019. Our guest now is Al's offensive coordinator and offensive line coach, Grant Chestnut. And I kind of opened with the words, offensive line, one of the bigger question marks, certainly along with receivers as we sit here, the second day of camp. Obviously, it's way, way early to say anything, but what are your thoughts on the effort and the guys you've got? Well, I like our progress we made today on day two. You know, day one, um, you could tell we had a lot of young players out there. We felt like we had a a, a legitimate football practice today, so that's exciting. You know, I've got a little little energy about me leaving practice today, a little skip in my step, so to speak. But on the offensive line, you know, Will Nanafabu, has stepped in at center and he's done a very good job throughout the summer and he started off camp very well and and so has Jake Lasseter for a guy that has just just arrived on campus we're very pleased with Jake he's playing left tackle for us both of those young men are, are uh, evolving in, in, and growing into great leaders for us and as far as the first two days of practice they're off to a good start up front so I'm excited about that the names like CJ Collins and Devin Pusley are gone coming into the camp as a coach uh, what kind of anxiety did you have knowing that the, the you're going to replace those 
those guys who played so well on the offensive line. Well, sure, absolutely. You know, all those guys, those OGs, are such a special group of young men, particularly those O-linemen. And to see those guys mature and grow, I mean, there was CJ who was a walk-on and became an All-American. You know, that's special stuff. You know, those are those are opportunities in this profession that you don't get too often to have those kind of young men to, to coach and work with. But they were here to mentor and groom some of these younger guys. So you can see some of the fruit of that labor right now. They just haven't had the reps or the opportunity, per se, to really grow into what a CJ became. You know, so I'm excited. I, I got to be honest with you guys, the, the energy and, and just the, the freshness of the new faces and, and, the, and the young men that we're counting on right now has really created a really positive energy. It's exhaustive, yeah. <laughs> but it is. it really is uh, going into, I guess, what would be year seven for myself. I, I don't I can't remember. Uh, well, probably it would have been the uh, early years, the excitement level um, and the focus that we have right now. Um, we just have a lot of learning and growing up to do. Uh, but that's why you have camp. You know, one of the things a lot of people outside of an option program maybe don't understand is the intricacies and the technique-oriented stuff that's necessary to succeed as an offensive lineman in this offense. There's no question about it. That's why I used the word exhaustive a moment ago. It is an exhaustive task. Um, and it's one of those deals where you only learn through repetition. Yeah. And, and there's only so many reps that we're capable of having uh, during the course of even a camp. So every single moment of our camp, whether it be in a walkthrough or on the practice field itself or in a meeting, is critical to our growth and our progress right now um, because it is such an exhaustive offense, whether it's offensive line, quarterback, our slots, our wideouts. The detail of the assignment is so critical to our success. So well, that's the fun of coaching in this offense. But we're always chasing. We're always chasing time and, and uh, trying to find ways to gain in every moment that we're together with these young men. Being the offensive coordinator, those OGs, you mentioned how important they are. Now that they're gone, it's kind of got to be exciting that you have new chess pieces to kind of play with. Oh, there's no question, because now you get to kind of look at these these guys that are stepping in, identify some of their strengths and even their weaknesses, and then you play to that, right? Um, so we may, you know, we're, we're not going to change who we are offensively, but we may look a little different on a Saturday afternoon as far as what we're doing, because we're always going to look to do what our kids can do the best. You know, we're always going to set them up for success, in other words, and play to their strengths. And that's the beauty of our offense. But I don't think people realize the multiplicity of our offense yeah. and how we can evolve and grow without changing who we are. Because at the end of the day, we know who we are. We have an identity, but we also have the ability to mesh with the strengths of our personnel. One final thing for you, and that is that now you have a starting quarterback in this offense that is even more capable of spinning the ball and throwing it down the field. They try to string you out and play you along the line of scrimmage and cover all parts of that option. You've got added toys to play with down the field, perhaps, assuming that your receivers emerge. Well, that's right. And we're young in the wide receiver room right now, and and it's as great a challenge in that room as it is in the offensive line room right now, to be very candid with you. And, you know, the challenge uh, is there for all of us to help these young men grow up as quickly as possible and, again, be able to play some of the strengths, you know. Uh, The greatest thing about David right now is his growth in leadership. Yeah. Uh, And that's what's been so exciting to see. He's really taking charge and doing a great job of working hard to emerge as a leader. So I'm uh, very pleased with that. Grant, it's hot. It's the second day of camp. We appreciate you coming over. Yeah, it's always time great to see us. you guys. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. Al's offensive coordinator, Grant Chestnut, spending some time with us. Quick time out here. We come back. The new starting quarterback for the Owls, Daniel David, and sits down with us as we wrap up Inside the Nest. Coming up right after this, you're listening to Kennesaw State University Football. 
Hey, Owls fans, season tickets are now on sale for the coming 2019 season. Your defending back-to-back Big South champions return to the field this fall with a young, talented core and an aim to continue climbing toward the top of FCS football. Kennesaw State has added a bunch of benefits for season ticket holders, and discounts are available for alumni, band parents, faculty, staff, and varsity club members. Season tickets are available for as low as $124 per seat, plus a donation fee. Get yours today by calling 470-KSU-OWLS. That's 470-578-6957 or visit ksuowls.com. Kennesaw State, for the second consecutive year, are the kings of the Big South. Third and 12, empty backfield save for Cooper, who works shotgun as he has all game. Cooper takes the snap and drops the throw. Here comes the pressure. Airs it far side. It is batted away and picked off in the end zone. The Owls have won it in overtime. Bust out the plank. It was Bryson Armstrong. And the Owls, in the wildest game in their history, hold off the Jacksonville State Gamecocks 60-52. Joining us now is Owls starting quarterback Daniel David here inside the nest. And, hey, man, it's your chance finally to uh, get the majority of the snaps. And, obviously, you're well prepared for this. Been around the program quite a while. What are your thoughts here as we sit very early in camp? Yeah, well, yesterday we we came out. We didn't have a very good day there's a lot of new guys like everybody knows but um today was a lot better i saw some improvement from younger guys from myself you know it's just it's really exciting when we have all these young guys because it's a challenge for us and we can come out here and get better each and every day and that's our goal is to get to the gold standard i think a lot of the people are coming in and and know sawing what you did last year they know the the, the quarterbacks or uh, the, the team's in good hand with the quarterback core that we have the offensive line's a big question mark the wide receivers are a big question mark what do you look for in this part of camp and those two areas just improvement each and every day from all the guys um you know just meshing with those receivers the new receivers uh, a lot of them haven't really played that much but um this summer we got some work in off on the side over at the perch and i mean the o-linemen there's some new faces but some of those guys have already gotten some snaps in games that we've played in the conference and like i mean we were blowing the teams out last year but they got in the game and they got some playing time so i mean you know i just just improvement each and every day from everyone one of the things that's happened over the years is when you've been in the role you were in prior to this year is it really hasn't been much in the way of drop off when you've come into games and obviously that's a confidence and a credit to you but now you're the main guy and as much as coach made the point at the end of the season you know we don't know who the leaders will be let's see who steps up mm. one unquestioned one is going to be you mm. yeah it's definitely over these past like couple months i've had to like go and more of a vocal leadership role and i mean obviously i learned from a great leader in chandler burks i got to sit behind him for a few years and i've learned a lot from him i mean on the field off the field and especially in that leadership and uh, like towards like last year he was helping me out a lot i would ask him a lot of questions about like more vocal trying to get more vocal so yeah i've been trying to improve on that each and every day and i think i'm getting better but i mean there's still always room for improvement well that was going to be my final question is is uh what are you looking to improve on and yourself is it the vocal leadership or is it more the operations of this of the offense i mean vocal leadership is my main 
key right now. But also, I mean, you can always get better at your fundamentals. And that's one thing. I mean, we we were away from it for a while. We got to start practicing, like, fundamentals this summer after runs and stuff. But being back out here, uh, I mean, it's definitely improved a lot. And that's what I'm going to keep trying to improve in. Daniel, it's great to see you, man. This is just the beginning. And obviously, the best of luck throughout Thank camp. You. Stay healthy as important as anything. And yes, sir. going to be a couple sweaty weeks ahead. But uh, that's what makes teams great. Oh, yeah. All right. Al's Thanks quarterback, Daniel David, spending some time with us here inside the nest. And that'll do it for this first episode of Inside the Nest 2019. We invite you to tune in all season long here at KSUOwls.com as we go inside the nest week to week with the 2019 Kennesaw State Owls. For Nathan McCreary, for Coach Bohannon, for Coach Chestnut, and Daniel David, I'm Brian Giffen. Tune us in next week, everybody. Go Owls.